We are on Daf Vavam and Aleph, 6a, and we are four lines down, right? Tanra Banan, we learned in a Brisa. Yaira Shemaira Esabrias, right? The Yaira, the, the early rain, right? That we said is Yaira, right? That is Maira Esabrias. What does it do? Maira means to warn, right? Or to, or to caution. Esabrias, Lahatiach Gage Sehem. Two, what should they do? That they should, uh, Put the, you know new, a new coat of plaster on their roof. and to bring their fruits in from the from the place where they're drying out in the field. and to do all of their needs because the winter is coming. Get ready. Davar Acher. What else? Why else is it called Mora? Davar Acher. It's Morava Esaaretz, and it Morava means um um to cause to become full almost right to saturate it right. So it saturates the ground, right? So that's why it's called that, because it's going to be saturating the ground. And it goes all the way down into the depths of the earth. That's where the rain filters down and, and, uh, and it gets all the shenem. It says, right? Which means that uh, the water goes all the way down and it, it goes deep into it and it makes the ground um, properly um, primed for growth. Another way that we can understand what this word yora comes from. Yora sheyored benachas. It comes down with nachas with gentleness, right? The ene yora bezav, and it does not come down heavily. Ene yora ala shemeshir. Or perhaps another answer would be it's called yora because it causes shemeshir asaperis that the fruits come down. Umashtef asay zrayim and it washes away the seeds. Umashtef asay lanis and it washes away the trees. Right? The Gemara is saying, one second, can you tell me it means actually washes with trees? Therefore, the pasuk says Malkish, the later rain. Ma Malkish, the bracha after the bracha. Just like the Malkish is for a blessing, so the late rain is for a blessing. So to the early rain is for a blessing as well. or perhaps what you should say is Malkish. Maybe it's called Malkish because it causes mudslides and it causes the houses to come down. They fall down. and it breaks the trees. Umala and not only does it break the trees, but it brings up the um, the sakayan, which is some sort of a you know a cicada, you know a locust, a grasshopper, something that's going to cause damage. And that would be another reason that we would call it that, right? So zak the gemara. Um, fine. Tamalema yera. So therefore, the pasuk says also that we have a pasuk of yera, right? And the yera pasuk tells us that it that it is not just um it's not just something which brings out the bad. Nothing is bad, but my year the bracha, I've matish the bracha. Just like the year the early rain is coming for a blessing, so too the later rain is coming for a blessing. Now, the year gufe minola. How do you know how 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 do we know about the year itself minola, and how do we know that it's coming for a blessing? The chsevas it's written ubenetziyin and the sons of Zion. Gilu v'simcha v'Hashem aleikechem. Gilu is one of the words for happiness. Right? There's many words for happiness in Judaism, right? So Gilu is one type of happiness. So Gilu, right? Be re- rejoice with Hashem Alekechem. Rejoice with Hashem, your God. because He has given to you the Meira, the Tzedakah. He has given to you the Meira, the, the early rain, the Tzedakah for kindness. And He causes that the it comes down for you the rain, the early rain, and the later rain in the first month. we learned in advice. Yera, the early rain comes in Marcheshvan, Umakash, the late rain comes in Nisan. 
Do you say that the early rain comes in Marcheshvan and the late rain comes in Nisan? Or do you say that the early rain comes in Tishrei and the late rain comes in Iyar? Therefore, it says in the Pasuk, at its proper time. Right? So since it says that tells you that the proper time is going to be in the season will be Malkish, right? the later season. Right, it is the matter. The later reign of Malkish is called is called Malkish because it's Mal. Mal means to uh, to remove, right, to circumcise, and Kaish. Right, so it's a it's a um, portmanteau, right, where you have two different words that each mean something. When you put them together, it means the same thing together. So Mal Kaish means it circumcises the Kash, the hardness of Klal Yisrael. Right, we are Am Kishayirif. Right. So the later rain circumcises us, right? In other words, <coughs> through, its, um, through the, the effects of having a late rainfall, that ends up causing Claudia Yisrael to be on a different, uh, you know, to, be, to take away a little bit of our um, stiff necks, okay? In the house of Rabbi Shmuel, they taught, the reason why it's called Malkesh is it's something that, through this, it will cause that the stalks will end up becoming full with grain. The masnisa tana in a masnisa in a brisa we taught. What's what is the word um, malkish come from? It is a, something which falls both on the ears and upon the stalks. Tana rabbanon we learned in a brisa. Yerub emarchajvan umalkish benisan. Brisa taught yerub falls in marchajvan and malkish falls in nisan. Ata emar yerub emarchajvan eina ala bechaydish kisten. Do you say Yerez and Marcheshvan, or do you say that no, perhaps it's in the month of Kisle? Talmud Lehmer, therefore, the Pasuk says, It says, in its time, in its season, Yerez and Marcheshvan, the early rain and the late rain. Just like the late rain is in its time, so do the early rain is in its time. Right? <coughs> I think this is really not supposed to be here. The Marsha takes this out. I see on the side of the Gemara, the Marsha takes this out. Tanya Idach, we learned another price. Yera be Marchajvan, um Malkesh be Nisan. Yera, the early rain falls in Marchajvan, the late rain falls in Nisan. The Vermeer's opinion. Chamu Memram Yera be Kisle, the early rain falls in Kisle. Man Chachamu, who's the opinion of the Chachamu? Amr of Chisle, Rabbi Yesi, is the opinion of Rabbi Yesi. The Tanya, we learned another price. Ezehi Rivia Rishaina. What is the Rivia Rishaina? What is the earliest rain, right? The earliest time when the rain is falling. So, Abachira, um, the early rain. It's on the in the third day of Marchajvan. Bainanis, the medium-sized rain or the medium time period of rain, Bashiva by on the seventh day of Marchajvan. Afela, the late one. Bashiva Asrabai is on the 17th day of Marchajvan. That's a very small gap, right? Very small range there. He says that the time periods are actually Rehuda says the seventh, the seventeenth, and the twenty-third. Okay. Um, what's the next opinion? The next opinion is um Rabbi pushes it a little bit, pushes the, the range a little bit out. So the earliest is indeed the 17th, just like Rabbi Yehuda. But the mid-range is the and the 23rd, just like Rabbi Yehuda. But the last one is um and not just um I'm sorry, I take it back. The middle the first range was from the third to the fifth to the seventh, very, very tight, right? The second one. I'm sorry, third, seventh, seventeenth. Second one was seven, seventeenth, twenty-third. Third one is seventeenth, twenty-third, and Rosh Chodesh Kisle. 
That we're going to see later on in Tainus, we're going to see that there's different um, time periods when people would fast due to the fact that there is no rain, right? So those time periods, the Yechidim, the, the holy people, the righteous people, they would actually start fasting before the entire community would start fasting. And Abiyasi held that when to the, even the individuals who are fasting earlier than when everyone else starts fasting, they don't begin until Rishchidosh Kislev, because Rishchidosh Kislev is the latest, is the latest time that it would still be normal for rain to fall. Amar taught that which Rishchidosh taught in this language. On the third day of they would ask for start asking for rain. Whose opinion is that which we have learned in a brisa? Rain that falls seven days one after the other. We count on it the the um, the via rishaina. The first type of rain, the first uh, period of rain, the second, uh, the second period of rain, and the third period of rain. Kiman, whose opinion is this like? It's like Rabbi not like, not like Rabbi So we say that Allah indeed follows Rabbi So when we say the Rabbi that why do we why do we say the time for giving the first first time the first date in which you would expect the rain to fall? That's very simple because that's when we're telling you that's when it's time to start to start um to start davening. Shlishas the the last time period when you expect the rain to fall, they will also want to give you that a specific date because that's the time period that's anis when you have to start fasting if it didn't start coming yet. Shnia lamai, what's the middle date? Who cares what the middle date is? Why are we saying like the middle time period when you would expect rain to fall? Let's say it's not falling by then. There's no practical difference anyways. You already started davening for rain and you're not gonna start fasting yet. Amr Zeril and Nadarim. Zeril says it's for Nadarim purposes. Okay. What is the darn purpose? This means if someone takes a nether that they're not going to benefit from something until the rain comes, right? Hanader, turning the page now, Hanader, somebody takes a nether that they're not going to, to benefit from something. Amr Abzeira, right? So what it means is if they took a nether that they're not going to benefit from something until it actually starts raining, Misha Yardu Gashamim, Ad Shetered Revia Shnia. If he says a nether Ad Gashamim, right? Or he said from when the rains fall, then that means until the second rain has started falling. Then until that time period when the rain, we expect the rain to fall, that's the time period that is included when someone says until the rains fall. Rizvid says, what's the, why are you teaching us about this, <coughs> the second time period when one would expect the rain to fall? What's the purpose of that? For Zaysim, to tell you when you should be, when everyone is permitted to benefit from the Lekas Shekhan as we learned in the Mishnah, when is everybody permitted to take from the lekha the shikha and the peya? So what's the halacha? The halacha is that lekha shikha and peya is supposed to be only taken by the poor people. But once the poor people have passed through and they've already said we don't care about it anymore, so it's it's hefker. Lekha shikha and peya, right? The corners, the, the little stalks that you left behind and the things that you, as you're gathering some fall down, right? Those are all items that they don't belong to the owner of the field. They belong to the poor people. When, when the poor people have made the decision that they're no longer interested and all the poor people made the decision, we're not getting anything more from this field than it is permitted for everyone to benefit from. Now, the Gemara tells us, when is that? <coughs> Excuse me. From the time that the Nemushas have passed through, which is a question what exactly that's talking about. And the Gemara above Matthias goes through that. 
But parrot uba oilless mishielcha niem. But parrot and the oilless, which are the grapes that fell off the branch and the grapes that are um that are not really fully grown and are not going to finish growing. Mishielcha niem bekarim when the when the poor people have left the vineyard and not only have they left it after they've left it, but yavoyu and then they come back. Bezaisim. What about the olives? When are they permitted from? Mishatayr deviashnia from the time the second rain is fell. My Namashis, what are the Namashis? Amra Vyechana, Sabi the Azliatigra Vyechanan held it was the old people who come on their canes. So those old people who come on their canes that are walking slowly, they pick up every single thing. <coughs> they know not to waste. So there's so little left that they don't even care at all. And they're willing to just leave it behind. Well, that already reaches a level at which everyone's permitted to take it up. Um referring to the people who are so poor that they're even coming back for the second types of gleanings. So those people, that's the nemesis level. Once they've come through, then that's it. Then you know that there's really, there's no, nobody is going to benefit from here at all, and everybody is permitted to take it at that point. The Papa says, why do you need to know the date of the second rainfall? So as to know when it's permitted to walk on Shvile HaRashos. On Shvile HaRashos means the paths, like the private privately owned paths that have become a causeway, right? It's become a, um, there's a word for it, right? A path in which everyone, the community makes use of the right of way, then they're allowed to continue walking on it. However, they're not allowed to do this in, during a time period when people are actually planting there. The Amar Mar, Mar says, everyone's allowed to walk on the Shvile HaRashos until the second rain has fallen. Um, <coughs> oh my gosh. Why do you need to tell us the date of the second rainfall? To tell you when you need to start getting rid of your perish of the fruits of the shvias, of the Shemitah cycle. Up until when can you benefit from? And then at what point? Right, you're allowed to actually benefit from the burnings of the straw and stubble left over from the Shemitah year. Up until when? Um... Until the second rainfall has fallen. My time, what's the reason? The halacha is that there's a halacha like this. Everybody is allowed to benefit from Shemitah produce, okay? And let me be clear, I shouldn't have said it like that. It's not the right way to say it. Everybody is allowed to take Shemitah produce during the Shemitah year and actually take it and eat it. But your halacha is you don't have to eat it. You're not allowed to sell it to someone else. The halacha is that you have to eat it and eat every bit of it, okay? You can't treat it with disrespect. Now, Let's say you have a situation where you brought the, the Shemitah into your house. The halacha is that there's something called Zman Biyar. And Zman Biyar says that once this time period passes, you're no longer allowed to use it the same way you're allowed to use it before. There's a big machlekes rishenim. What exactly are you supposed to do with it once you reach the Zman Biyar? So what here we're saying is that once it reaches the Zman Biyar, what's the time period of Zman Biyar? Time period is the, the second rainfall of the season. My time, it says, and it shall be designated for your um, for your animals and for the wild animals that are in your land. This teaches us that the entire time period that a wild animal is eating this type of produce, this specific type of produce, this species, while in the fields, then you're also allowed to continue to feed this to your animal in the house. But once it reaches a time period that the wild animals are no longer eating from this field, for eating from this produce in the field, right? Once the wild animals are no longer eating this from the field, 
then you're no longer allowed to have your animals eat from the house. What is this language of Raviyah? So let's go a little deeper, right? We haven't really discussed yet. What does this word Raviyah mean in the first place? It is something <coughs> which Raviyah, which fertilizes and, and seeds the ground. Fascinating language. It says the Mitra, the rain is the master of the land, right? And this is really something. Let's see if the Gemara itself says. Oh, uh, no, not, not, not the Pasuk I was looking for. Pasuk says, right at the beginning of the creation of the world, that Hashem says, until the rain comes, the, the produce doesn't leave the ground, right? So Hashem gets everything ready, primed, ready to go. But until it actually rains, nothing actually happens. It says, it says that when the rain falls and the rain and the snow falls from the heavens, the Shamalayashab and it will not go back to that point. Until it has um, watered the earth and caused it to bring forth and to sprout. Revere Rishayna is enough rain that it will go deep into the ground one tefach's depth. Shnia, the second rain, kedei elogafa pichavas. Second rain is enough rain to to take the um the the dirt and make it so muddy that you can actually then use it as a uh, as a stopper for a barrel. Amrav chizda kishamim sheyardu kedei elogafa hen pichavas. Rain that is falling so that you can uh, use as a stopper on the mud that mixes together. Use it as a stopper for the mouth of a of a barrel. Then there's no halacha about it that it has um atzar that Hashem will close up and that that, that doesn't apply. Rain that has fallen before the time for um for the atzar that we Hashem is closing up the heavens, right? So and there's no halacha. There's no halacha that this is similar to the curse of the Atsar. So even if the rain that we wanted has not yet fallen, there's still no halacha that this is considered to be coming from the from the Atsar, that Hashem is, is withholding the rain from in the heavens. But that's only true if it's the time period when the rain typically falls before the Atsar in the evening Shema. But if it's before it falls in the morning Shema, then there is an actual halacha that it is um, the etzar. Because if they don't fall during the day, then they're not really helpful, right? There's specific times, I think this is even, uh, you know, I think even today, they say something similar in terms of like what, what's beneficial time. Like if rain falls at night, maybe it's not so helpful. I forgot exactly what time. But today we're seeing the same thing in this Gemara. The, the, the morning clouds, they have no mashasha to it. They have nothing significant about it. The is written. What can I do for you, Ephraim? What can I do for you, Yehuda? And your, your, um, your, um, your kindness is, is like a morning cloud. But people, the way that people speak colloquially is, what is it? What do they say? They say, when the rain, it rains when the gates are opened in the morning. And then what you should do is you should lay down your, your load, 
and go to sleep. Because if rain is going to be falling, then there's no reason to be selling your paklatsha because everybody knows that the supply chains are going to be easy enough. The supply chain can, supply chain constraints will ease up and then the value of things will go down again. Like kasha, how they cut their be'eva, how they cut their be'anane. The difference is, is it that the sky has these very thick clouds or is it that the sky has very thin clouds? With the thick clouds, that will be significant. Thin clouds are not significant. Amr of Yehuda, Tava Lashasa, Yehuda says, Tava Lashasa, the Tevis Armelasa. It's good for the year if the month of Tevis is what we call Armelasa. Armelasa means a widow. So, what does mean the month of rain? The month of, um, month of Tevis is a widow. What does that mean? Well, it's based on what Yehuda said earlier. Rain is the master, is the husband of the ground. So, if the month of Tevis is widowed, what that means is it doesn't rain in that month. Ikadami, there are those who say, Right, not that what it means is like this that because there's no rain, so therefore you're able to work the fields without having to worry about it. Okay, and that's the benefit. The ekedami, those who say the loy shakal should should dafka, and then there are others who say because the the grains will not end up having this should uh, shido, which is some sort of a curse, like um uh, a blight. Any is a sova tava lishasa de tevis menavlasa. But Abchizda said, that's good for the year if the month of Tevis is Minavlasa, is muddy, and there's a lot of rain. Very simple. If the rain already fell in previous months, then the month of Tevis, we don't want rain anymore. If the rain did not fall in previous months, then of course we want rain to be falling in Tevis. Um, Let's say you have rain falling in part of the country and in other parts of the country where there's no rain falling. There's no halacha of a tsar that, uh, that Hashem is withholding the rain from the ground. Any is the so, right? That's not true. But it's written, And I've also withheld from you the rain when there are still three months left to the harvest. And I caused it to rain on one city. On another city, I did not cause it to rain. So this seems to be part of a curse, right? Continuing the pasuk, right? That one place it rained, another place it didn't. From review the Rav, this is name of Rav. Stay in the Kalala, and these are both curses. Lekasha, Hada Asa Tuva, Hada Asa Kidimi Bay. One case is where the place where a lot of rain fell, it was actually too much rain. The other place is where the rain that fell in that area was exactly what was necessary. Amar Ravashi, they can never bring your proof. Tchsev as it's written, Timater that it should fall. Tehe Makim Matar. They say once again, portmanteau, that it should be a place of where there is rain. When do you start <coughs> making a bracha on rain? The time when the groom goes out to meet the bride, right? So what does this mean? This means when the rain is falling so hard that it's a, it's like bouncing up and meeting the next piece of rain, next next raindrop in midair. I'm a very what's the bracha? I'm going to view the Marav. Might have an after the Hashem like you know, I call Tipa Sheheradit Lanu. We are very grateful to you, Hashem, for every single drop and drop which you have caused to fall for us. Rabbi Echanan Messiah, but Rabbi Echanan would finish off. Hachi, like this. Ilupinu Male Shira Kayam. Even if our mouths were as full of sea, full of a song as the sea is full of water. And our tongues of song the same way the like the waves are, like all the waves are, like how many waves there are. Right? Even so, add 
Kel, Even so, we still would not be able to really belay Azvunu, and we still would not have uh, be able to fully appreciate everything or express our gratitude. Baruch Roiv Haidois, Roiv it says, Blessed are to you who to most or many thanksgivings are due, right? Many thanks are due. Where I ask, what do you mean? Only many, but not all. There's a little bit of a chutzpah over there, right? Don't say many thanks, rather say the God of, of um, the God to whom thanksgivings are due. Papa says, therefore, what does the Papa say during the page now? So therefore, you should say both of them. The Hashem to whom many thanksgivings, to thanksgivings are due and to whom a lot of thanksgivings are due. What's the advantage of this? The advantage is like this. You're expressing that anything for which there are thanksgiving to be due, of course, is going to be going to Hashem. But ultimately, it doesn't mean that everything, everything right now you have to say thanks for because there are things that you're not saying thanks for. So what you're saying is that not necessarily at any given moment is all thanks possible that are any everything that is possible to be thankful for is true at any given moment. That's not true. Only some things are possible at any given moment. Okay. So you put the two together, and that's how you express both of them. Amr Ravo says, um, Godol Yoim Hagashamim Mitchias Hamesim. Fascinating idea. He says that the day in which rain falls is greater than the day in which the dead people will be revived. Why is it greater? Because rain is not discriminatory, so to speak, right? I'm not saying this in a bad way, right? The the idea of the resuscitation of the dead, that is unique, that it's limited to righteous people. But rain is for everyone, so on some level, it's even greater. It's an argument of Since it is just as, as equal to the, to the um, to resuscitation of the dead, therefore, we put it into the actual bracha of the bracha of um of resuscitating the dead. The day in which the rain is coming is as great as the day in which the Torah is given, right? Can you imagine? It says, It says that the day the, the Pasik says, right, that Yarev right, that the the lessons of Hashem will fall like rain. And lekach, um, this word lekach is, is uh, referring to the Torah. It says, Ki lekach it says in Mishnah, as we're familiar with every Shabbos, right? It says, Ki I've given you a good lesson. Do not forsake my Torah. It's even greater than the day the Torah is given. It says, It says, It's even greater. Why? Because the, when the Hashem is teaching about what his Torah should, should come to us like, he says that my Torah shall drop like the rain. Well, which one's the greater one? The one that is being compared or the one that is compared to? The one that is compared to is clearly greater. So if Hashem is saying that my Torah is similar to the day that the rain is given, that means that the rain is even more powerful. Rava asks a contradiction. It's written, it's written that um, the, my teaching should drop, should drip like rain. It's written, and also says that, um, that the, the imrasi, the words, tizal will uh, flow down like a tal, like two. If you are a very wise Torah scholar, then the words of the Torah are going to come to you like the tal, like do. Then if not, though, then I'm going to have to drop it like rain, which is not as pleasant. 
Anybody who delves into Torah for the sake of heaven, the Torah becomes for him a potion of life. It says, It is a, a tree of life to those who grasp it. And it's also written, right, that it will be um, a, uh, something of healing, right? right? It also says, My words are Matzachayim. That uh, no, I'm sorry, not my side, but not my words, but my side. The one who finds me is Matzachayim will find life. But anybody who's is is um, delving into Torah, but not for the sake of heaven, it will be for them a a, a potion of death. It shall be dripping for me like a rain of likri. And we say Arifa. What does this mean? It means Hariga. It only means um like death. And they will break over there the calf's and egla, the calf's neck, but nachal in the valley. Amar le Rabbi Yirmiya Levzera, Yirmiya sister Levzera, Lacey Mar, listening. So Rabbi Yirmiya sister Levzera, master, come and teach us Tera. Amar Lacey says, Chalash libay, my heart is not uh, not great. I can't teach you Tera right now. Leiva Mar Milsa, that God at least teach us some God at God that you can teach us even when you're not able to work so hard. Amar Lehachi Amar Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Yechon taught. My dechsev ki adam etzasada. Pasuk says, Ki Adam when the Pasuk is talking about not cutting down the, the trees in the field when you're besieging a city. Pasuk says, is a man a tree of the field? It's a very interesting language. Ki Adam Eitzadahu, are you comparing a man to a tree of the field? Because the reason it gets explained is like this, because a tree of the field, you can eat from it, but you're not supposed to cut it down. And it's also written, and that one you shall destroy. They cut the kares, and then you should cut it. How is this so? If he is a Talmachacham, a proper Torah scholar, and from whom him you shall eat, shall eat, and you shall not cut it down. But if not, then you should cut it down. The kares, destroy it and cut it down. What is that which is written? Barzal. Barzal yachat It says, Barzal. Right, the pasuk in Mishlei, and the pasuk says that iron literally um takes iron and it makes it uh it, it mushes it together, which means that iron sharpens itself. Let me to teach you. Just like when you have iron, one piece of iron sharpens its friend. So to two Torah scholars, they sharpen each other with the Torah. says. Why is the words of Torah compared to fire? Shem as it's written. That my words are sitting like fire. This is the proclamation of God. Just like fire cannot be lit just by itself, right? Right, the fire does not spontaneously combust. So too, the words of Torah will not be mekayim if somebody is learning by themselves. What does this mean? A sword is upon the lonely, and they will become like fools. What is this going to teach you? Right, it's teaching you like this. The a sword will go on the people who hate the Torah scholars. What are they doing? They occupy themselves with Torah by itself. And not only that, but they also become stupid. You know, as it says, even start, start sinning. Over here, 
and they will become fools. It's written that we became foolish and therefore we sinned. So if people are in terror for the wrong for the wrong uh, reasons, they'll end up doing sins, right? And that's uh, literally the cop, the the continuation of the pasuk in Bamidbar. If it makes you stupid, it will make you sin, right? This is a uh, you know a famous idea, right? You know, ignorance is not an excuse. And we could also say like this: from here, that it says in the pasuk that the 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 sarei tzayin, the princes of tzayin, have become fools. And they're crossing their Mitzrayim to go the wrong direction. Amar of Nachman, Yitzchak says, Why are the words of the Torah compared to an eight to a tree? It says, It is a tree of life to those who grasp onto it. Just like a tree, a small one <coughs> can still set on fire a larger tree. Um, so Torah scholars, even the smaller ones are sometimes able to make the, 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 the greater ones smarter, sharper their minds. And that's what taught. Famous words from Pirkei Abbas, right? Much have I learned from my teachers, and from my colleagues I've learned even more, and from my students I've learned more than all of them. My papa asks a contradiction. Rami, it is written, the cross sum of hitiv mayim. It says, um, <coughs> towards the thirsty ones, they bring water. Except it's written, have a cold summer. Everyone that's thirsty, mayim should go to drink the water. In Talmud Hagenhu, the cross summer hitiv mayim. If they are a proper Talmud, then towards the thirsty, they'll bring water. Uh, if not, and they're not a proper Talmud, then everybody that's thirsty, cold summer, should go out to the water. Rechanina Barachama, Rami, Rechanina Barachama asks the contradiction. If it's written, He's asked the question, it says, the spring should be Yafutsu, they should spread out. The Ksivan's also written, that they should be for you by yourself. If he's a proper Torah scholar, then the spring should be spread out. The um, and if not, then they, they should be only for you alone. Why are the words of Torah compared to water? The Siva is written, have a cold summer, that everybody should be hungry or thirsty for water. Just like water starts from a high place but goes from there, goes to a low place. The Torah will only ever be miskayim with someone who is humble. Why is the Torah compared to three different types of drinks? Okay, what are the three different types of drinks? Right, to compare to water, to wine, and to milk. Everybody was thirsty for water. Go break and go up, go buy and eat and go buy and eat without any money, and without any price. Water, wine, and milk. Just to tell you that these three liquids can only be preserved if you keep them in the, the weakest type of kalim. After teach you that the words of Torah can also only be maskayim, can only be fulfilled and re- retained in someone who is very humble. As we have taught, as I've said to you before, the daughter of the Roman emperor said to Rabbi Yeshua ben Chananya, who was a great Torah scholar, and she knew he was, 
as a possible that the, the, the great wisdom can be contained within this very ugly vessel. She said, your father is keeping the wine in a clay vessel. Why is he keeping it in a clay vessel? He should keep it in a beautiful gold vessel, right? Um, what should he do? So, near me, my near me, what should he put it into? You're very hush of a people, you're very distinguished people, you should be putting it into silver and gold. She goes to tell her father, this is not okay. Why are we not putting it in silver and gold? Indeed, they put it into silver and gold vessels. And what happens? It goes bad. Right? It becomes bad. Also, Ramalei, so the, they go and they tell him what happened. The king, they tell the king, your wine went bad. So Ramalei, Libarte, he tells his daughter, Man, who told you to put it into gold and silver vessels? Ramalei, Rabbi Shubin Chananya. She said, this man told me to do this, right? So the emperor says, right? Karyu calls him Rabbi Shubin Chananya. Ramalei says to him, Why did you tell my daughter to put it into gold and silver vessels? Ramalei, she said to him, Yechid Amrali, like the same way she told me. Amri love, the same way she told me, that's what I spoke to her. The Gemara says, one second, is it to say that literally the way we're standing in the Gemara right now is that if you're, if you're a good-looking person, you'll never become a Tamil Chacham? Because it's not possible for a handsome person to become a Tamil Chacham according to this. Because the same way that wine is not going to last if it's in a nice container, so too the Torah is not going to last if it's in a nice container. But is that really true? Turning the page. Not so simple, right? We know Rabbi Yechim is even beautiful. That's the most beautiful person, right? Perhaps indeed, yeah, you're right. They could learn a lot of Torah. They could become great Torah scholars, even if they're very good looking. But if they would have been ugly, they would become even greater Torah scholars. A new, a new dimion, a new comparison between these three types of liquids, the wine, the water, and the milk to Torah. So just like these three types of liquids, they do not become puzzle. Right, unless there is hesachadas, unless someone is forgetting to cover them, then and then we have to be concerned that perhaps a, a snake drank from them. After the words of Torah only become forgotten because you do not properly give it the level of attention that it deserved. We're going back to that Gemara, right? It says that the day in which the rain falls is as great as the day in which Hashem has created the heavens and the earth, right? Which one's greater, the heavens and the earth, or the day when Hashem gives us the Torah? Hashem says, Harifu Yuzalu Tiftach, right? That uh, drop down the Shemaim from on top and let the skies pour down on us a righteousness. Tiftach let the earth open up. The Yifru, the and then the, the salvation will come out. and the righteousness will, will bloom or sprout. Yacha, together. It doesn't say I have created them, but rather I've created it. It's a reference to the rain. There is another member that the greatest the day when the rain falls, because even the salvation is uh, that comes out and is going to become great and, and multiply, fruitful and multiply. It says, they open up the earth, the earth and the yifru, and uh, it'll become para, right? I'll multiply yasha, the salvation. Rain only falls if the, the iniquities of Israel have been forgiven. It says that Hashem is happy with the land. The, the, um, you have returned the shivos, the captivity of Yaakov. 
and you're holding on to the, the sins, in other words, you're forgiven the sins of my people, hidden up all their sins, Salah. Right, Salah with name of Hashem. Amalei Ziri, Mideavas lit Ravina, Ziri of Deavas says to Ravina, Atun Mehachamas Nisuba, you've learned it out from here, and not Mehachamas Nisuba, but we learn it out from here. What's this passage? And you will hear it in heaven and you'll forgive this sin. The son of Rebchia says the man of Kfar Ake, the town of Ake. The heavens are only held up from giving the rain if the the financial Israel, the haters of Israel, if they deserve punishment, destruction, says, the, the, um, the, the drought and the, the heat will they'll take away and even the, the snow and what will happen when they when it does this right right they, they will go down to Shaol to hell because they sinned different different memo it says that he will withhold the heaven and he will destroy you quickly. Why is rain held from us? Because we are not taking Shumas and Maestros properly. says, What is this passage come to teach us? Because the matters that I've commanded you to do during the dry season that you do not do properly, then I will steal away from you during the rainy season that will not be rain. Why is the rain withheld? Because people are speaking Mashnahar. It says, Why is the rain withheld from us and the rain doesn't fall when it should be falling? Because of Azay Panim, because of people who are brazen faced. Because the Revivim, the north wind, the Malkash, will uh, will not be coming out properly. Right, so he says that the the you have the the metzach of an isha zaina, the the forehead of a of a harlot. is to you. Anybody who has asked who has a chutzpah demeanor, they'll end up doing a sin. And the avera, whenever we say avera generically. Typically, what we refer to is the Avera of Gilei Arayash. It says, And you have the forehead of a woman who is a Zaina, a prostitute. It is obvious that I'll end up sinning with a chet of, of a regular sin. It says, That it was to you. Not that it will be, but it is so obvious that this will happen that we say it's as if it already was. This is what we call the past tense of a past tense of prophecy. When there's a prophecy in the Torah, we'll often find that the Torah says something that didn't yet happen, but it says it as if it has already happened, because that's how certain it will be that it will happen. So if someone has Azuz Metzach, they will end up doing a sin with uh, Gilearias. Amar Raba Bar Revna, call Adam Shiesh, Azizpanim, Mutter Le Kroise Russia, and Marius Azizpan, Koma Russia, you're allowed to Koma Russia, she never says, Haez Ish Russia Bafana, right? That uh, what does this mean? That a wicked man he literally hardens his face in front of you. Rav Nachman Yitzchak Amar Mutu L'Sanes Yilat Ahedim Shneimah. It says Vaaz Panim Yisaina that it says that the the wicked person the hardness of his faith Yisuna 
is changed, right? So really, it's Yeshuna should be changed. I'll take Yeshuna Ali Yisna. Rather, it can be hated. I'm going to have Katina. Ain't a Gashaman at Saran, Alabashil, but Tolterra. People are being about Tolterra. They're nullifying the Torah. They're not learning Torah properly, at least in their time, right? Then that's another reason why the rain is going to be withheld from us. Shinema says, Ba'atzaltim Yamecha Hamikra. Bishvil Atzla Shehi be Israel, because of the laziness that there was probably Israel, should they ask you, but Torah, not the same nation like Baruch Hu. They become the haters of, of Hashem. Mach ve'ein mach. Elani, what does mach mean? It says that the mach um, means poor, right? And at Shinemaz, it says, ve'im mach hu, ve'er kecha. And if he's too poor for the valuation, ve'in mikra ha'lakadosh baruch hu. And the mikra has to be referring to ha'lakadosh baruch hu himself. Shinemaz, it says, ha'makara b'mayim ali Yosef, who lays the beams of the of the upper chambers. Av Yosef, amar mihacha from here. Ve'ata le'ro'u ar bahir. You will not come to see the clear light, right? Who Mishchakim, Ruach Avra, Bititaran, Bein Ar Alatera. When we say we talk about Ar, we talk about light. That's the Torah. Shemesh says Kiner Mitzvah Tera Ar. It is the light of uh, the candle is a mitzvah. Mitzvah only gives you a candle's light, but the Torah gives you a great light. Ar Bahir, Who Mishchakim, the great light that is very very clear in the sky. Um, one second. Nimegra, fine. Um, even at the time even at a time when the heavens are full of these very uh these clouds that are storm clouds and the rain and dew are ready to fall, even so a wind could pass by and it could blow them away. And so too, someone who had the ability to learn Torah and would have brought brightness into the world, and they're wasting their time from learning the Torah, bringing the brightness into the world, then it's like the wind will be dissipate the clouds. It only comes because of the fact that people are not being careful, but that's when the rain doesn't fall. It says, Why? Because it says, over the clouds, he actually covers the rain. Right? So when you talk about palms, what does that mean? That means to refer to the sin of forcing someone to sell you something that you did not want to sell you. It says, and from the Hamas, the the uh, the theft or forced sales, coerced sales that are in their hands. And light is range. You know, it says what's the what's the what's the rectification? How do you fix this problem? you should daven and daven and daven. As it said, that what should you do? And Hashem commanded to um in the mafkia. When we talk about this pigia. What, what is it referring to? It's referring to rain. It's one of the words for rain. It says, You, you should not daven for this people. You did not daven for this people. And do not be pagea and be. So we see that pagea means to daven. What is, what is the meaning of that which it says that the iron is uh, is blunted, right? And one does not uh, sharpen the edge. If you see that the sky is so hard, it's like iron, and nothing is falling from it, right? That no dew and no rain is falling. Because of an action uh, in this generation that is not correct. That is incorrect behavior. It says, That these are people who, um, who do not sharpen the edge. In other words, the behavior is not correct. How do you fix this? This just continue to ask Hashem for rachamim for mercy. Hashem says, "Vechelim yigaver, veyitroin tichshir chachma." Because it says that you put in more strength, 
but that through wisdom you're going to increase the Chachma, the skill. How much more so if their Davani be if their actions originally had been the proper way of acting? If you see someone for whom the Torah is as difficult for him as iron, that he really can't understand what's going on. Why is this? It's because he is not, he is not, he, he's not ordered in his learning. You have to have a sense of order. It's not ordered. It says, What does it mean? They don't sharpen the edge through making a clear sense of order. What's the way to fix this problem? The only way to do it is to just learn Torah. Go to Yeshiva and do and do and do until finally you have a sense, you have a breakthrough, and you're able to order things clearly in your mind, and then you'll be able to see great, great success from your Torah learning. Okay, we're going to leave one blot for Shabbos. Everyone should have a great Shabbos.